Welcome to the one-year journey of reading the Bible. Today we'll be reading Genesis chapter 17 to 20. We pray for the Holy Spirit to come and fill our minds and hearts before we read the Word of God. Chapter 17 Covenant of Circumcision When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I am the Lord God Almighty. Walk in my presence and be blameless. Between you and me, I will establish my covenant and I will multiply you exceedingly. Abram fell face down and God said to him, For my part, here is my covenant with you. You are to become the father of a multitude of nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I am making you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fertile. I will make your nations of you. Kings will stem from you. I will maintain my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout the ages as an everlasting covenant to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. I will give to you and to your descendants after you. The land in which you are now residing as aliens, the whole land of Canaan, as a permanent possession, and I will be their God. God said to Abraham, For your part and you and your descendants after you must keep my covenant throughout the ages. This is the covenant between me and you and your descendants after you that you must keep. Every male among you shall be circumcised. Circumcise the flesh of your foreskin. That will be a sign of your covenant between me and you. Throughout the ages, every male among you, when he is eight days old, shall be circumcised, including houseborn slaves and those acquired with money from any foreigner who is not of your descendants. Yes, both of the houseborn slaves and those acquired with money must be circumcised. Thus, my covenant will be in your flesh as an everlasting covenant. If a male is uncircumcised, that is, If the flesh of his foreskin has not been cut away, such a one will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. God further said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, do not call her Sarai. Her name is Sarah. I will bless her, and I will give you a son by her. Her also I will bless, and she will give rise to nations, and rulers of peoples will issue from her. Abraham fell face down and laughed, as he said to himself, Can a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Can Sarah give birth at ninety? So Abraham said to God, If only Ishmael could live in your favor. God replied, Even so your wife Sarah is to bear you a son, and you shall call him Isaac. It is with him that I will maintain my covenant as an everlasting covenant, and with his descendants after him. Now as for Ishmael, I will heed you. I will hereby bless him. I will make him fertile and will multiply him exceedingly. He will become the father of twelve chieftains, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant I will maintain with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you by this time next year. When he had finished speaking with Abraham, God departed from him. Then Abraham took his son Ishmael and all the slaves, whether born in his house or acquired with money, every male among the members of Abraham's household, and he circumcised the flesh of their foreskins on that same day, as God had told him to. 
Abraham was 99 years old when the flesh of his foreskin was circumcised, and his son Ishmael was 13 years old when the flesh of his foreskin was circumcised. Thus on that same day Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised. And all the males of his household, including the slaves born in his house or acquired with money from foreigners, were circumcised with him. Chapter 18 Abraham's Visitors The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oak of Mamre as he sat at the entrance of the tent while the day was growing hot. Looking up, he saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the entrance of the tent to greet him, and he bowed down to the ground and said, Sir, if it pleases you, do not go on past your servant. Please let me bring some water to be brought to you, and that you may bathe your feet and rest under the tree. Now that you have come to your servant, let me bring you a little food, that you may refresh yourselves, and afterward you may go on your way. Very well, they replied. Do as you have said. Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quick, three measures of bran flour, knead it, and make bread. He ran to the herd, picked out a tender, choice calf, and gave it to a servant who quickly prepared it. Then he got some curds and milk as well as the calf that had been prepared and set these before the men and waited on them under the tree while they ate. Where is your wife, Sarah? they asked. There in the tent, he replied. One of them said, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah will then have a son. Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent just behind them. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years, and Sarah had stopped having her menstrual periods. So Sarah laughed at herself and said, Now that I'm worn out and my husband is old, Am I still to have sexual pleasure? But God said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really bear a child old as I am? Is anything too marvelous for the Lord to do? At the appointed time, about this time next year, I will return to you, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah lied, saying, I didn't laugh, because she was afraid. But he said, Yes, you did. Abraham intercedes for Sodom. When Abraham, walking with them to see them on their way, the men set out from there and looked down toward Sodom. The Lord considered, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do, now that he has become great and a mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth are to find blessing in him? Indeed, I have signaled him out that he may direct his children and his household in the future to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. So the Lord may put into effect for Abraham the promises he made about him. So the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great, and their sin is so grave, that I must go down to see whether or not their actions are as bad as they cry against that that comes to me. I mean to find out. As the men turned and walked on towards Sodom, Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham drew near and said, Will you really sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there were fifty righteous people in the city, will you really sweep away and not spare the place for the sake of fifty righteous people within it? Far be it from you that you do such thing to kill the righteous from the wicked, so that the righteous and the wicked are treated alike. Far be it from you. Should not the judge of all the world do its best? 
The Lord replied, If I find fifty righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Abraham spoke up again. See how I'm presuming to speak to my Lord, though I am only dust and ashes. What if there is five less than fifty righteous people? Will you destroy the whole city because of those five? I will not destroy it, he answered, if I find forty-five people there. But Abraham persisted, saying, What if only forty are found there? He replied, I will refrain from doing anything for the sake of the forty. Then he said, Do not let my Lord be angry if I go on. What if only thirty are found there? He replied, I will refrain from doing anything if I find thirty there. Abraham went on, Since I have thus presumed to speak to my Lord, what if there are no more than twenty? I will, no, I will not destroy it, he answered, for the sake of the twenty. But he persisted, Please, do not let my Lord be angry if I speak up this last time. What if only ten are found there? For the sake of the ten, he replied, I will not destroy it. The Lord departed as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham, and Abraham returned home. Chapter 19 The Destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah The two angels reached Sodom in the evening as Lot was sitting at the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he got up to greet them, and bowing down with, their, with his face to the ground, he said, Please, my lords, come inside into your servant's house for the night, bathe your feet, and you can get up early and continue your journey. But they replied, No, we will pass the night in the town square. He urged them so strong, however, that they turned aside to his place and entered his house. He prepared a banquet for them, baking unleavened bread, and they died. Before they went to bed, the townsmen of Sodom, both young and old, all the people of the last man, surrounded the house. They called to Lot and said, Where are the men who came to your house yesterday? Bring them out to us, that we may have sexual relations with them. Lot went out and met them at the entrance. When he had shut the door behind them, he said, I beg you, my brothers, do not do this wicked thing. I have two daughters who have never had sexual relations with a man. Let me bring them out to you, and you may do to them as you please. But do not do anything to these men, for they have come under the shelter of my roof. They replied, Stand back. This man, they said, came here as a resident alien, and now he dares to give us orders. We will treat you worse than them. With that, they pressed harder against Lot, moving in closer to break down the door. But his guests put out their hands, pulled Lot inside with them, and closed the door. They struck the men at the entrance of the house, small and great, with such a blinding light that they were utterly unable to find the doorway. Then the guests said to Lot, Who else belongs to you here? Sons-in-law, your sons, your daughters, all who belong to you in the city, take them away from this place. We are about to destroy this place, for the outcry reaching the Lord against those here is so great that the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who had contracted marriage with his daughters. Come, leaving this place, he told them, the Lord is about to destroy the city, but his sons-in-law thought it was a, thought it was a joke. As dawn was breaking, the angels urged Lot, saying, Come on, take your wife with you and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. When he hesitated, the men, because of the Lord's compassion for him, seized his hands and the hands of his wife and his two daughters and led them to safety outside the city. 
As soon as they had brought them outside, they said, Flee for your life, and do not look back or stop anywhere on the plain. Flee to the hills at once, or you will be swept away. Oh no, my lords, Lot replied to them, You have already shown such great kind favor for your servant, doing me the great kindness of saving my life. But I cannot flee to the hills, or the disaster will overtake me. Look at this town ahead that is near enough to escape to. It is only a small place. Let me flee there. Is it not a small place to save my life? Well then, I will grant this favor to you. I will not overthrow the town until you have met. I will not th- overthrow the town you have mentioned. Hurry, escape there. I can't do anything until you arrive there. That is why the town is called Zor. The sun had risen over the earth when Lot arrived in Zor, and the Lord rained down sulfur upon Sodom and Gomorrah, fire from the Lord out of the heavens. He overthrew those cities and the whole plain together with the inhabitants of the cities and the produce of the soils. But Lot's wife looked back, and she was turned into a pillar of salt. The next morning Abraham hurried to the place where he had stood before the Lord, and he looked down towards Sodom and Gomorrah and the whole region of the plain. He saw smoke over the land rising like the smoke from a kiln. When the God when God destroyed the cities of the plain, he remembered Abraham and sent Lot away from the upheaval that occurred when God overthrew the cities where Lot had been living. The Moabites and Ammonites since Lot was afraid to stay in Zor, he and his two daughters went up from Zor and settled in a hill country, where he lived with his two daughters in a cave. The firstborn said to the younger, Our father is getting old, and there is not a man in the land to have intercourse with us, as the custom is everywhere. Come, let us ply with our father with wine, and then lie with him, that we may ensure prosperity by our father. So that night they plied their father with wine, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father, but he was not aware of her laying down or getting up. The next morning the firstborn said to the younger, Last night I lay with my father. Let's ply him with wine again tonight, and then you go in and lie with him, and then we may ensure prosperity by our father. So that night too they plied their father with wine, and the younger one went in and lie with him, but he was not aware of her lying down or getting up. Thus the two daughters of Lot became pregnant by their father. The firstborn gave birth to a son, whom she named Moab, saying, From my father. He is the ancestor of the Moabites of today. The younger one, too, gave birth to a son, and she named him Ammon, saying, The son of my kin. He is the ancestor of the Ammonites today. Chapter 20 Abraham at Gerger. Now Abraham journeyed on to the region of Negev, where he settled between Kadesh and Shur, while he resided in Gerger as an alien. Abraham said to his wife Sarah, She is my sister. So Abimelech, king of Gerger, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream one night and said to him, You are about to die because of the woman you have taken, for she has a husband. Abimelech, who had not approached her, said, O Lord, would you kill an innocent man? Was he not the one who told me she is my sister? She herself also stated that he is my brother. I acted with pure heart and with clean hands. God answered him in his dream, Yes, I know you did it with a pure heart, 
In fact, it was I who kept you from sinning against me. That is why I did not let you touch her. So now return the man's wife so that he may intercede for you, since he is a prophet, that you may live. If you do not return her, you can be sure that you and all who are yours will die. Early the next morning, Abimelech called all his servants and informed them of everything that had happened, and the men were filled with fear. Then Abimelech summoned Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? What wrong did I do to you that you would have brought me such great guilt on me and my kingdom? You have treated me in an intolerable way. What did you have in mind? Abimelech asked him that you would do such thing. Abraham answered, I thought there would be no fear of God in this place, and so they would kill me on account of my wife. Besides, she is really my sister, for only my father's daughter, not my mother's, and so she became my wife. Then God sent me, wandering from my father's house. I asked her, Would you do me this favor in whatever place we say, He is my brother? Then Abimelech took flocks and herds and males and female slaves and gave them to Abraham and restored his wife Sarah to him. Then Abimelech said, Here is my land at your disposal. Settle, settle wherever you please. To Sarah he said, I hereby give your brother a thousand shekels of silver. This will preserve your honor before all who are with you and will exonerate you before everyone. Abraham then interceded with God, and God restored health to Abimelech and to his wife and his maidservants, so that they bore children. For the Lord had closed every room in Abimelech's household on account of Abraham's wife, Sarah.